Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey now, everyone. Oh, I'm so excited to have you join us tonight. It is my favorite thing to do on a Sunday night is to sit here and gab with you. There's lots going on, right? And no doubt about it, we have a great show lined up for you tonight. Thanks to Jimmy Erickson and Jonathan Lowe, uh, my producers. And I tell you, I didn't know sometimes what I should pick. It was so much going on. But I hope you really enjoy the the show. So sit back, relax, and get ready because we're going to have some fun tonight. want to mention that the Twins did lose this time, right, Jonathan? That's correct. Yes, the oh, twins. Uh, no, they did not. Uh, they did not win today. No. Okay, that's all you have to say, huh? It was. You know, they had an early lead, and then they lost it. And once they lost it, they kind of lost uh, all momentum. Oh man. Yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. St. Louis Cardinals took them down, huh? Seven three was the final. So they lost the series two out of three games, and oh. now uh, they will head on to Cincinnati to uh, face the Reds in mm-hmm. two games. You got tomorrow off, off day tomorrow, travel day, and then they'll be in Cincinnati on Tuesday night, Wednesday afternoon, actually Wednesday morning start time here. It's going to start at 1135, so you got an 11 o'clock, 11 a.m. pregame show. <laughs> As, you know, you might have your brunch with your, with your twins and on Wednesday. And why not? Have a mimosa while you're at it. That's what I'm saying. Well, with the season <laughs> that they're having, mimosas are going to be, I, I'm surprised mimosas aren't any stock. With the season that the Twins have been having this year. Okay, I got to ask you, and I don't know how much time we have, so let me know. We, we, but, got, some, we got a little bit of time. Okay, I want to ask you about the Olympics. Are you watching? I am, yes. I my am. daughter, my son, they're watching. I am not watching, and I'm trying to figure out why. It seems so strange to me how the whole thing has no, you know, no one there. What happened to the people that, that had hotels booked and flights booked and all of a sudden they couldn't have any flights come in i mean it it's it's really bad for if you if you decided to take the trip to tokyo if you decided to go there and take in the atmosphere because at first you were thinking okay there are going to be fans there we're a year out from this thing really starting and so there'll be fans there so I'll, i'll book my ticket. I'll book my flight. It's not going to be a cheap flight. It's not going to be easy to get there. It's not going to be easy to get tickets. And then all of a sudden you hear, well, we're not going to open this up to uh, international travelers. Right. And so then you're thinking, well, at that point I'm, I'm done. I, I, if I've booked my airfare, if I've booked my, 
my hotel, my hotels, well, my, my events. When did they tell people this? It was pretty late in the process. It was late. Um, I want to say the international travelers thing may have been a month to two months before the games. Right. So I and, wonder how many airlines are going to deal with that. Yeah. And then uh, when they said no fans, that was probably a week or two. Yeah, right before, before they before, opened. Yeah, right before everything started. So I don't know. It just feels so sad. I feel like I want to cry about it. Uh, it's it, it's not typical. It's not. I don't want to say normal because normal can change. All, all you know can change all the time. But it's not what we typically know when we talk about an Olympic games. It's not. You know, the fanfare was not the same. The buildup was not the same. The buildup took another year because this should have taken place at this time in Last 2020. Year, that's right. That's right. So, so extending it. And we it another understood year, that though. That was okay. We did. We got it. We did, but st- <laughs> but still, um, it's. It's really, it's really off, not off-putting, but it, it, it messes with you when you're so used to a specific schedule. Right. I think the same thing probably happened when they took the winter games. Because remember, the, I'm, I'm sure you remember this, the winter and the summer games used to be in the same year. Yeah, that's right. Up until the early 90s when they split it and they put the winter games and the summer games in every other even year. So, so I remember when that happened. That was kind of a, kind of a big to do about you know well, really the, nothing. The Olympics has always been a big to do, right? I mean, we've all oh, looked sure. forward to. At least I know I have. Whether it's winter, uh, the winter games or the summer games, I, I loved it. And for some reason this year, I feel very sad about it. And then there's stories that are coming out. You know, like the one where the cardboard beds for the athletes. Uh, or I for, heard I about it was, that. Was it the NBA. Wasn't it the? No, um, I'm trying to remember what venue it was, but yeah, I, I think I do I remember it was hearing the about USA that. Team, but I can't remember uh, it, what it was because I heard the story. So I think quickly. I think it was one of the USA teams, but I don't think it was basketball. Okay. I think it was. I think it might have been one of the other teams that came across this. Okay, yeah, and they had um, cardboard beds. Yeah, and, you know, and to, to me that sounds like are they trying to stop people from hooking up? Is that what this is? They don't want. You know, the females are going to with the males or it whatever, don't, It right? don't matter. It don't matter. You, you can't can find, stop you grown can, folks. You, you can find a clump of grass in the back of the alley. <laughs> Somewhere. <laughs> you know, did you say in the back of the in alley? In the back of the alley. No, you did Yes, I did. You're not going to find any it, clump it, of It uh-uh. depends on where I've, you at. I've been to Tokyo, sir. Mm. It is the cleanest city I have ever seen in my I, life. I, that's why I said a clump of grass. No, not a clump of grass. You, that's not what you're going to say. That's you're what going to see a, is a that grass. What, isn't that what alleyways look like in cleaner cities? They actually have grass in them. They actually have, you know, it's not It's not all, you know, the normal alleyways. I didn't go down any alleys. Let's put it that way. I didn't go down any alleys. But, man, now you're talking about clean. So here's the thing. I want to let everyone know you cannot stop grown folks from doing what they want to do. No, no. You cannot. You can't. You can't. If you want to penalize them or whatever, it's still not going to stop them. Do you know we had a client? Do I have time? Yes. Oh, yes. great. Okay, so the Steels had a client once that said to us, look, you know, none of the spouses came on this trip, and we just want to let you know to please keep singing up-temple songs. And I, you know, I asked, I, I don't understand. Why would we do that? You know, we need a break as well. And the person said, well, it's just that we don't want people to hook up. <laughs> I just... I just thought, God bless you for wanting to try, but I guarantee. Wait, 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 wait! They wanted you to keep singing up tempo songs, up-tempo songs, so that they wouldn't. So they they're thinking dancing. they don't want the slow jams right. that come come around. You know, yeah, one o'clock, to midnight, one folk. o'clock. You know, to inspire folk. You know, they don't want the boys <laughs> to men 
to come out or the or the you know Tony Braxton or you know How some of that stuff. I exactly. That that's that's not what they want. Uh uh-uh. uh. Breathe again. They want they want that uh they want that stuff that comes uh, you know comes around during the raves. You know. <laughs> I don't know, but it was just electro uptempo. It was a, a strange request. Yeah. Dead serious, by the way. So look, and this I don't was and this was the, where. I'm not going to say where it was. Oh. Because it was a client I loved. Oh okay. But okay. I will say this: it it happened. Wow. Right? And I, I just said, I'm sorry. That is, we cannot that, adhere to that at that all. That is something That's not our responsibility. special. Wow. Right. And even if you go into one slow song, you can play fast songs all night. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Right? They'll find a way. You know, you don't need Luther to make it happen. No. Although it no. helps. <laughs> either, either, the, either the music gets you in the mood with all the romance and stuff. Or the music gets you in the mood to try to keep up keep up with the beat, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, oh, I don't know what you're saying, but I'm not going to ask. <laughs> I do know. I do know. <laughs> well, Jonathan, that's we've got a great show lined up tonight. There's a lot of information. Uh, Dr. Hilden is joining us and so many more. You'll hear more of that uh, later on. But please say... Um, say good night to your babies tonight if they're already in bed. I, I know my daughter kisses her children every night. And I've seen, I just saw a movie recently that talked about how you should always kiss your babies at night. And some oh. people don't know to do that. So, what movie moment, was that? At 717, you know, just think about that. Go kiss your babies as they're getting ready for bed or in bed or about to go to sleep. Kiss them. Let them know you love them. What movie was that? Oh, gosh. You trying to stress my brain out when my brain was stressed when I woke up this morning? Come on. Here's Jonathan. the thing. Here's the thing. Just a little inside baseball. You have entered the studio for the first time in how long? A year and a half, for sure. So Since the pandemic started. Yes, this is the first time I've actually gotten to see you I know, to right? stress you out in a year and a half. Right. Other than that, you know, it's been over it's been over computer. It's been over the internet. The internet, you know, we we were doing it from home, and I came in tonight, and it's weird. Everything f- seems foreign to me. It yeah. really does. It's, it feels I can tell I have not been in the studio for over a year and a half. Yeah, that's for sure. And and what I mean when you when you're away from a place, even even if you're a regular in that place, when you're away from it for so long, it takes you a little bit it to does. to get reacclimated. I am. I've been inside of. Uh, the building at Anderson, where you know my full time job, I've been in it twice since the pandemic mm-hmm. started, uh, and the other building once. So I'll probably have the same disorientation that you have whenever we are scheduled to go back in there. Well, I am so blessed to be fully vaccinated, uh, and my children, are as am I, siblings. Yeah, so we're really blessed. I just hope people will listen to what Dr. Hilden says tonight. And really take take um, care of not just themselves, but those around them, their family, and all of us. We are here to take care of each other. And that's what we need to start thinking like that. I agree. Right? I that's agree. That's I got it done. Yep. All right, Jonathan, it's been a pleasure being here with you. Fantastic seeing you in the flesh for the first time in months. You look months. great, by the way. I, I asked Jonathan when I first got here, are you, are you, are you getting married? Or? No. 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 I actually need to start taking better care of myself. I got still got this gut. Got to get rid of the gut. 
Yeah, but you look great. You really thank do. you, and you look great as well. I'm glad. I'm glad that everything's going well for you and. Oh, well. Singing's going well, and you're getting back up and running. And did you see me walk in? Because, you know, I had a full knee replacement. Yeah. Right? You, you, back you, in May, you, May 18th. You, you striding in. You're not, you're not limping. You're striding I, in. I performed recently. I had nerves try to dance. That's right. Yeah, that was really See, stupid. you stride. Ev- everything's coming up roses. <laughs> Take care of yourself, man. All right. All right. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Well, our next guest, I'm very excited to uh, speak to. Her name is Denise Specht. You know her. Um, she is the president of Education Minnesota, and I am so excited to have her join us tonight. You know, the CDC released new masking guidelines this week, as well as noting that kids heading back to school should be wearing masks. How will that go over with kind uh, kids and their parents and teachers? Those are the questions so many of us are asking, and I think Denise is the one that can make it happen. Hey, Denise, welcome back. Oh, thank you for having me again. How are you? I'm doing well. It's really great to have you. And as president of the Education Minnesota, I have to ask you first, how are you doing during this pandemic yourself? Well, I personally am doing great. Um, I'm vaccinated. I have not had COVID yet, hoping I don't. Um, But I think I'm pretty much like everybody. You know, the summer has been wonderful. You know, we kind of felt like 
we were putting this pandemic behind us. But as we, you know, here in the news, we know that the variant is alive and well, and uh, the pandemic is not over with us yet. You know, some of the big questions for me begin with how in the world do we keep this up when they have to go back in and we have to mask up again? Children aren't used to this and parents surely aren't used to this. First of all, let me ask you the mask. Um, It's going to be mandatory. Am I correct? It's a mandate. um, It is not a mandate, actually. Um, Right now, uh, the state of Minnesota does not have a mask mandate and um, I don't think that we're at least in a position to be going there because we do not have, the governor does not have emergency powers. There is not that state of emergency that we saw, you know, a year ago. So there really are not any mandates at this point. Um, What we're hearing about are, you know, recommendations. And those decisions right now will fall on um, the backs of the uh, school board in our schools, whether they want to have mask mandates or not. At least that's where we're at right now. I have three grandchildren. Two of them are in school, and I have to tell you, it's really frustrating. We know that children um, from birth all the way up to about 12 years old do not have a vaccine that they can get, um, not yet. And so, of course, them going back in with masks. My littlest one, uh, the four-year-old, she has been wearing masks every day anyway. You know, her mother sends her out oh. the door. Now, when she gets to school, I don't know what they're doing about it. Are you concerned about children coming back to school who have not been wearing masks all of this summer? Well, I know that there are definitely a lot of inconsistencies, especially, you know, ranging all over our state. You know, what we're really um, looking for is a safe and equitable in-person learning experience for all Minnesota students, no matter where they live. And the best way to ensure that is to follow the guidance from the CDC and the state of Minnesota. I think what we're seeing right now is the first time ever in this pandemic where the CDC, the American Academy of Pediatrics, and the Minnesota Department of Health are all in sync. They all agree, um, and they're unanimous in this recommendation that we wear masks. But it goes beyond that, too. Of course, we need everyone who can be vaccinated to get vaccinated. We need to consider uh, the ventilation in our schools. There still needs to be social distancing. And, of course, we have to keep up with that hand washing, um, which became a good habit a year ago. But we're going to need to reinforce that again as school starts. I think one of the hardest things is for parents to find where they can take their children if they end up at work and all of a sudden the school says, sorry, we have to close down today. Maybe the ventilation is not working right or maybe a child came in with COVID and now they had to to stop it for a moment uh, for the day. Um, The parents working with the corporations, they have a whole nother idea, right? (laughs) Right. So how do you how does that how do you get everybody in sync? Not just the three that you mentioned but also the corporations where people work, the hotels, all of these places where people are working to make sure that they have the right to be able to leave work and go and grab their children. Absolutely. I mean, if you think about it, it's it's a lot of responsibility. And I know that the school boards and the administrators are going to feel, you know, the weight of the, weight of the world on their shoulders in making these decisions. But it's all of our responsibility for... Um, the health and safety of our children. 
Um, and of course, you know, the decision makers and school districts are going to be considering that. But it, it's on all of us. It, this has to be a community approach. If we are not all doing everything we can to ensure that our students are safe, I mean, our schools, besides our hospitals and medical centers and long-term care facilities, our schools should be the safest places in the community. And um, we all need to do our part. It must be frustrating for you because so many communities are completely different on this whole subject, right? Uh, they move differently within space, um, whether they are vaccinated or not. And so communities have some autonomy, right? Um, we don't seem to be getting the message to all the communities at the same time and everyone adhere to it. We're never going to have everyone adhere to it. Is that a frustration for you? Well, I think what we're seeing is just the unique um the unique nature of all of our communities and all of our buildings. You know, we have some buildings in the state of Minnesota that are very new. They have state-of-the-art HVAC systems. They've got windows that open. They've got large classrooms, so it's very easy to space children out. And then we have some buildings, um, some schools, where, you know, they're very old. Um, Some of them are historic landmarkers, practically, but the, the fact of the matter is the classrooms are very small. Um, they've got old archaic systems, and they're really not set up uh, to handle a pandemic like this. So just the physicality and the structure of buildings is just so different. But we're also seeing, I think, some politics play into this. We all know that getting vaccinated and wearing masks became political, Um, And so what we're really hoping is that when school boards make these decisions, that they make these decisions for the health and safety of the students and the community, um, not based on politics. One of the things I love about Minnesota, there's so many old schools, some that have been around since the 30s, you know, and they're still going strong. And then uh, one thing that upsets me sometimes is some of the schools, whether they're old or new, that just need to stay on top of what the school needs when it comes to ventilation, electricity, Internet, broadband, that sort of thing. And we're not up on that yet, are we? Well, you know, the the federal government gave um, school districts a wonderful opportunity here. Um, We got unprecedented funding from the federal government, and that funding should be spent on many of these things. They should be spent on um, making sure that school buildings are up to date, um, that the right things are in the right place, because, you know, it's COVID-19 today, but, you know, who knows what's next um, on the horizon. And so our buildings just have to be ready. Well, I sure appreciate you uh, joining us tonight. But before I let you go, I want to let others know what you do, Education Minnesota. Just very quickly, can you give us a little snip about that? I sure can. We are the union that represents E-12 educators, higher ed faculty, and paraprofessionals all over the state. Incredible. Thank you so much for joining us, and I hope we can call on you again. Oh, thank you, Geraldine. Have a good night. All right. We'll be back in a moment. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.
<sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Well, welcome back to Steel Talk, and I'm your host, Gerilyn Steele, and I am so excited to have our next guest on. Dr. Hilden is his name, Vice President of Medical Affairs at HCMC. You know him, we love him, and we're so excited that he's joining us to really talk about the air quality, not anything that a meteorologist would talk about, but what it means to our health. Of course, Dr. Hilden, I want to welcome you back to WCCO. How are you? Well, thank you, Gerilyn. It's great to be with you. I'm doing great, although uh, I hear what you're saying. The, the air outside is a little sketchy right about now. Oh, a little sketchy. That's an understatement for me. My mother has compromised lungs, and she can't go outside. If you, uh, if we use the air conditioner, I don't know how some of that air gets inside, but she starts coughing, that sort of thing. Let's talk a little bit about those that have acute problems with their uh, lungs and that sort of thing and how they can deal with air quality when it's not great quality. Yes, the air right now uh, through much of the country is due to small particles that are floating in the air from wildfires, mostly up in Canada. And these are really, really small particles of smoke and other other combustion uh, byproducts. And for people who have lung problems or heart problems, but particularly those with lung problems, those little fine particles can get into your nose, your airways, and it really irritates those airways. And since you don't have a lot of reserve to begin with, then because you had, for instance, asthma or emphysema or other kind of lung disease, right. you didn't have any reserve to begin with. So that little irritation causes you to cough and get irritated airways. And if you're outside long enough, the health effects can be even more severe than just a little bit of a, a bother. I wonder if people are paying attention to all of the notices we get on our cell phones, um, where we, that we get online on the internet, that say to us, "Hey, be careful! the The air right now is the air quality is awful or unhealthy." It says unhealthy. Um, a lot of people may skip over that. How do we get the message out, or do you think we're doing a good job of getting that message out? I don't think it's a message that we have gotten out very much. And even in my community in healthcare, we don't talk about it very much. But the air quality has a great effect on people's health, both in the short term and probably in the long term as well. But the problem with it is that it doesn't it doesn't affect everybody equally. So you can have the southern metro area, for instance, having a terrible air day while the northern metro is doing rather okay. So it's hard to give a blanket message for everybody. So what, what we should try to do, I think, is tell people to monitor your own body. You know your body better than anybody else. So if you're feeling irritated when you go outside, go back inside. Don't exert yourself. 
if you have underlying health conditions, you should probably take extra precautions because it's really hard to get that message out to the whole community. One thing I do recommend is go to airnow.gov, A-I-R-N-O-W dot G-O-V, and you can put in your zip code, and it'll tell you what the air quality is in your specific community. And that's air mode? Air, it's, it's uh, um, now, it's air now. Airnow.gov. It is from the Environmental Protection Protection Agency, and you just put your zip code in, and if it isn't right in your zip code, it'll give you a nearby place. And you want that number to be as low as possible. And we've had some numbers almost unheard of in the Twin Cities and in Minnesota in the past week. Yeah, and we're seeing this all over the country. is spreading from Canada. It's coming down in all different types of places. We're seeing it. Let's talk about asthma for a moment. Asthma is a real challenge for a lot of children, specifically in the inner cities. I know uh, when I was living right in one of the heart the heart of St. Paul, only two blocks where there were homes and the buses that were coming constantly behind one another. You know, both of my children got asthma. And, you know, to this day, I worry about the houses or the apartments that they live in. How do they manage it? How do they know that it's going to be safe for their lungs when they move into a new space? Do you have any advice on that? I'm so glad you brought that up, Gerilyn, because environmental health concerns do not affect everybody equally. It is a well-established fact that um, people who live in higher density areas, people in the cities, oftentimes people who live near transportation routes and freeways, they have it worse. And these are often people who rely on that density. They rely on buses. They rely on their cars. And they are at higher risk, especially, as you say, children. So children um, are susceptible to asthma. It's an airway disease where you get inflammation in the airways and you get constriction or squeezing of the airways, those two things. And that happens in response to some insult to your airways. Well, air pollution is an insult to your airways. You're literally breathing in smog and smoke particles. And so kids with asthma their airways tighten up and they get inflamed and they can't breathe so well. And the repeated effect of that exposure is probably quite harmful in the long term for kids. And so I think we have to be especially careful about about the access to health care and making sure families who live in those areas that are closer to air pollution, usually in the urban cores, that they have the access to the health care they need so that they can manage that. And that's the difficult part. Um, not only is it outside the home, um, sometimes it's inside the home or inside the schools. I was just talking to uh, the president of education of Minnesota, and uh, I asked her about those schools that, you know, she even brought it up, that may not have the ventilation that they should have. It's not as clean as it should be. Um, there's plenty of money that seems to be going through Minnesota to try to make sure that the children's schools are a healthy environment or the air is as clean as it can be. And that has been a real challenge. So what would you say to the parents and, you know, to send to school with them to make sure that if the ventilators are not as cl- not as clean or you're not getting as uh, your lungs are starting to hurt, of course, they have their, um, what do you call the ones they push? The, <laughs> their, the inhalers. The inhalers, exactly. They have their inhalers. Some of them may have to rush, be rushed to have, you know, to get on the nebulizer, that sort of thing. So is there something parents can send to school with the children other than masks um, to make sure that if there is a problem in the school, they, they have a plan. Yeah, the first thing I would recommend to parents is talk to your child's pediatrician and develop what's called an asthma action plan. 
it is specifically done for what you're talking about, Jalen. It's like, what do you do when you send your kid out into this big world when you can't be there all the time? So you have an asthma action plan. And part of that includes educating your child when to use what's called your rescue inhaler. It's literally, uh, you're supposed to use it when you're short of breath. I'm having trouble breathing right now. You take a puff of that, and within a minute, your airways will relax, and it'll be better. That's called a rescue inhaler, so your child needs to know that. But then there's a controller inhaler. That's one that doesn't work in the short term, but it works in the long term, and that usually should be done once in the morning before the kid goes to school and once when they get home from school. And so those kinds of education activities of both parents and their child are so important, and any good pediatrician can do that. And then lastly, I would notify your child's teacher. Tell them, my child has asthma. Sometimes they get wheezy. Can you make sure you look out for that or at least help them if, if he or she raises their hand and says, teacher, I'm having trouble breathing? The teacher should be in on that asthma action plan. And right now during these air quality uh, alerts, that's especially important because some schools don't have good ventilation. They don't have air conditioning. And, oh, oh boy, if they're having to open the windows and then the smoke is wafting in, your child's going to struggle in that case. That is great advice, sir. Oh, my goodness. I have plenty of people to call about that. Dr. Hilden, I can take a deep breath now, <laughs> a deep, clean breath, knowing what you said was true. So thank you so much for that. We're going to take a break, and then when we come back, we're going to ask Dr. Hilden some COVID questions as well. All right, Dr. Hilden, welcome back. We're so excited to have you here at WCCO. It always matters when you are in the space, so thank you. Okay, sir. Absolutely. It's great to be with you, Gerilyn. So, of course, all the COVID questions that are raging, everything seems to be changing and changing quickly. But the one thing America, the United States, has been good at when it comes to an epidemic or a pandemic is that we know how to come together. We listen to those that, that know the science. Well, this time it's a whole different story, and it seems to be a challenge to get us all to move in the right direction together when it comes to the challenges of COVID. Do you agree? I do agree, uh, Geraldine. And and if the one thing this COVID pandemic has taught me and almost everybody I know is that uh, it's humbling. Uh, we we can be humbled in that a little virus sometimes is a step ahead of us, and we don't always understand uh, what the next best step should be. But I agree completely. Is that we need to work on being unified and come together and support each other. And I'm confident we can get through this thing if we do. What generations do you feel are the most um, con- concerned about COVID and making choices on how they will be vaccinated or how they won't be? You know, do they make, is there one generation that you would point to that says, okay, we're out, we're not going to do this, like Generation Z. I have some nieces and nephews that really feel like, no, I don't want to do that. I think it is exactly that. It is younger people, older teenagers, young adults. They've been the ones that are the most hesitant to get um, the vaccine. And one thing we do know, this Delta variant is much worse, but the vaccines are highly effective. I can't emphasize enough how highly effective they are at reducing serious illness, reducing hospitalization, and reducing your risk of death. However, it's so transmissible that many people, even those who might be vaccinated, are going to be carrying it. And if you're unvaccinated, you're simply playing with fire. Well, younger generations maybe are a little more invincible. At least they are in their own heads. And so they're, they're like, well, I'm strong. I'm healthy. I'm not going to get sick from this. Even if that's true, 
you are putting yourself at some risk, but you're putting your community at a larger risk. And frankly, if you're not getting your vaccine for whatever the reason, and there are good reasons why people are hesitant, but if you aren't getting your vaccine, you are indeed putting your community at risk and you are indeed making this pandemic last longer than it need be. A lot of these young people are actually working in daycares, they're babysitting, that sort of thing. And we know that those children that are from, you know, zero to 12 years old really don't have a chance. There's no vaccine to really get to them yet. And so them coming around those children, I'm terrified about that. If they were vaccinated, they would be protected and the children would be more protected, correct? Absolutely correct. If you have children and you are not vaccinated, I question... uh uh, your motivations there, and and you are you need to protect your child by getting vaccinated. The one thing I think is that there's sort of two groups who are hesitant to get vaccinated. One group I don't know if we're ever going to get get them convinced. They're just not even remotely considering it. They read too much social media. There's a ton of disinformation out there. It's a political thing, and they're never going to get it. I don't even know what to do about them. But there's another group of people, young people, people who have been historically traumatized by the medical system, for instance. There's legitimate reasons why they might be hesitant, why they might be thinking about it. That group of people we can reach. We can, we can work on the terms of individuals and families and work on education and work on trusted local guidance. And I think we can get that group vaccinated. It's not that they don't want to protect their families. It's just that they have good reasons why they're hesitant. That's the group I think we need to work on. And young people, I think, are mostly in that group. Well, I am an African-American woman, so I absolutely agree with that. There are reasons why people don't want to do it. But if we don't do it, if we don't ever get to the point where we have more people, the most of us are vaccinated, then we are up a creek. And I think people don't quite understand that yet. A variant has arrived because it can, because there's not enough of us vaccinated, correct? That's absolutely correct. This Delta variant would be a footnote in history if everybody had been vaccinated by now. It, we would we would not be really even talking about it. it would be, there's always going to be a variant. There's going to be another one after Delta. It's a guarantee. There's going to be a Lambda or something, another Greek letter. And if enough people are vaccinated, it won't bother us. It's it's sort of like we have a shield up, but we didn't have our shield completely up. And so Delta is now the primary problem. And I really do agree with you in that some communities have really, really good reasons to be mistrustful of the healthcare system and th- that we have to acknowledge that and we have to honor that and then we have to work together to get beyond it because what you said is 100% correct. Our communities will only be safe when most of us are vaccinated. Okay, you are a leader at HCMC and the leadership is everything. It's at the top of the heap. I'm getting a master's degree in leadership and innovation and ministry. And I have to tell you the challenges of a leader today is to make sure that we are or they are giving out the correct information. How would you um, encourage those leaders to find that information? For me, that's the problem. It's difficult to find and understand and know within your heart that that is the truth. Wow, that is the million-dollar question, isn't it? Because I believe things like what you and I are doing, local trusted people, you're a trusted person in the community. I hope maybe I'm a little bit trusted in our community, and I think this type of conversation needs to happen all over our communities. Local uh, spiritual leaders, local community leaders, local physician and healthcare leaders all need to get together and talk about it. What we need to not do is, is do too 
too much online social media and see what the latest person in some other state is doing to get more clicks. Uh, the CDC is generally a good source of information, and people say, well, they don't know what they're talking about. They keep changing the rules. Well, the, the virus keeps changing, and so we're exactly. trying to stay a step ahead of it. But generally, the CDC is a good source of information. Your local health systems, my place, Hennepin Healthcare, has a good site. Mayo Clinic has a good site. The University of Minnesota has a good site. And then it's talking to your local physicians, your local community leaders, and respected people to, to go out into our communities, in our churches, in our homes, and, and talk to each other. That's the way we're going to get this thing done, I think. So which, um, who are the people in our communities who have the right to say no? Um, are they the ones who, for religious reasons, can say no and we can't do anything about it? I um, come down on a very clear side of this, and you are correct. I am one of the executive leaders at Hennepin Healthcare, otherwise known as HCMC. Most hospital leaders are starting to migrate towards wanting to mandate the vaccine for everybody, at least in our healthcare system. We're not there yet, but we're talking about it seriously. I think there are very few people, in my opinion, who should be able to say no. There are some that might have a very severe health care condition uh, or a reaction to the vaccine, but they're in the minority. I guess I can say if there's a religious uh, a problem with it, who am I to talk about someone's faith? Um, uh, so I, I'm hesitant to say that they must get it. Beyond that, however, I think there are very few. I think that, well, that probably what's going to be required is that we simply have our institutions, private, public, everything, airplanes, concert halls, simply require that you have the vaccine, and that's probably going to be what it takes. Well, I have to tell you, sir, if there was one last question I would have for you, it is, you know, we have been hearing from so many different voices. And at one time, you know, in in our history as a a young country, we were hearing from leaders and we were at the top of the heap. Other countries were listening to us. And it doesn't seem that way today. And that really breaks my heart. And of course, we don't have time to talk about it. But thank you so much for joining us, sir. Your clarity um, will arrest some people's fears tonight. So thank you. Well, it's been a pleasure. Thank you, Jalen. All right. Take care, sir. All right. It was a pleasure having Dr. Hilden on. He is a man that knows what he's talking about. And there are so many others that know what they're talking about. So please, please listen. There are people that work in the health community that if they don't get vaccinated, they will have to move away from that. So um, please listen. Please help me help you. We'll be back. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 